from San Francisco, California, with your host, Ben Kaspik. This is Locked On Giants Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On this show, we provide daily episodes. Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. To subscribe to Locked on Giants Baseball, you can find us on the brand new podcast app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Giants Baseball. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. Coming up on today's show, we are going to discuss yesterday's day one of the first year player draft in MLB. The Giants picked 10th and 51st overall and they selected Hunter Bishop, an outfielder out of Arizona State University. And at 51, they selected Logan Wyatt, a first baseman out of Louisville. So we're going to talk about both players in detail, review several different scouting reports from major publications, and some reaction from the Giants' front office. So jumping right into it, we'll focus on Hunter Bishop, the outfielder. So he's actually a local kid from Palo Alto, California, went to Sarah High School in San Mateo, and then went to Arizona State, like another former Giants player we know so well, Barry Bonds, who went to that same high school and college. Hunter's brother, Braden, is in the Seattle Mariners organization, actually made his Major League debut this season. Bishop is a left-handed hitting outfielder with a rare combination of power and speed and he also is a rare player in that he's a toolsy college player normally the toolsy players get drafted out of high school and we'll jump right into some of the pre-draft scouting reports and where certain publications had him ranked going into the draft so ESPN's Keith Law had Hunter Bishop as his eighth best draft prospect and this is the report that he had quote Bishop didn't produce at all in his first two years with the Sun Devils, but exploded out of the gate this year, briefly leading the country in home runs and still sitting in the top five with 22, showing a better eye and much harder and more consistent contact to go from being a day one afterthought to a likely top 10 pick. He's a center fielder now who will end up in left, but he hasn't been as productive in Pac-12 play, doing much more damage against non-conference competition. Baseball America had Hunter Bishop as the seventh best prospect entering the draft, and here is their scouting report. It's a little bit longer. Quote, The younger brother of Mariners prospect Braden Bishop, Hunter was a highly regarded prospect out of high school thanks to an exciting package of athleticism, power, and speed. Scouts were concerned with the quality of his hit tool at the time, so Bishop chose to attend Arizona State rather than sign with the Padres as a 24th round pick in 2016. The move paid off as Bishop has vaulted himself into high first round consideration following a breakout junior campaign. After a solid freshman season in 2017, 
2018 when he hit 301 with a 363 on base, 484 slugging. Bishop struggled as a sophomore, hitting 250, 352, 407 with a 30% strikeout rate, which continued to raise questions about his hitting ability. This spring, Bishop has tweaked his approach at the plate and quieted his mechanics in the left-handed batter's box. The move has helped him significantly cut his strikeout rate and consistently tap into his plus-plus raw power, homering 17 times throughout his first 38 games. Bishop has a high hand setup in the box, but he has solid plate coverage and improved plate discipline. He showed solid strike zone awareness in the Cape Cod League last summer, but he was too passive at times early in the count, which forced him into frequent pitcher's counts. That hasn't been the case this spring, and scouts are impressed with his adjustments to the point where they can now project him as an average hitter with 70-grade power. Bishop plays center field for the Sun Devils and has a chance to stick there despite a large 6'5", 210-pound frame, thanks to plus running ability and good reads off the bat. However, it is rare for a player that tall to get regular time in center field at the major league level, and he might be better suited for a corner outfield spot, where he has above-average defensive potential with solid arm strength. Bishop has done more to improve his draft status than any of the players ranked near him this spring, and he is among the highest upside college hitters because of his impressive collection of plus tools and exciting athleticism. A talented high school football player, Bishop is also praised for his mental toughness and ability to work through difficult situations off the field. His mother was diagnosed with early-onset Alzheimer's when he was in high school, and he and his brother Brayden raised money through their Four Mom Foundation that is trying to find a cure for the disease, end quote. So apologies for the very long quote there, but I thought instead of me just trying to give you a scouting report based on some video, I thought that we should really rely and lean in on what the experts have to say here. But based on what I've seen, yes, I mean, exciting combination of athleticism and speed. He talked with Giants reporters after he was drafted and compared himself to Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich, who are the two current best players in the National League right now. So he's not lacking for confidence. And honestly, reading the scouting report, it does sound like Cody Bellinger. Of course, that would be the most 100% perfect world scenario. And we shouldn't necessarily expect that. We definitely shouldn't. But a guy with a questionable hit tool, but with clear plus power and unusual speed for his size that totally reminds me of Cody Bellinger a guy who might strike out a little bit the hit tool is the question but the power is undeniable and unusual speed for his size it does start to sound like Cody Bellinger Cody Bellinger is also a guy who can play center field which is a little bit unusual given that he's six foot four but he's very fast for his size and is is able to play out there so the Giants have said they think he can stick in center he could end up moving to a corner outfield spot but they do think the power would play from a corner. So next, we're going to talk about MLB.com's rank of Hunter Bishop and their scouting report. They had him ranked seventh, and here is the scouting report. Quote, for his first two years, Bishop showed glimpses of tools, but with the same issues that plagued him as a prepster. His junior year, however, has been a revelation, and he's put himself near the top of the college baseball bats eligible to be drafted. Bishop's transformation came soon after he returned from his stint in the Cape Cod League, showing a new stance and rhythm at the plate during fall ball he has stuck with since. The left-handed hitter has always had tremendous raw power, but there have been questions about his ability to hit enough to tap into it. There will be some swing and miss, 
but he's shown bat speed, strength, and loft consistently with majestic home run power to his pull side, but also the ability to drive the ball to all fields. He runs very well for his size, regularly recording plus times down the line. That speed works in center field with many scouts thinking he can stick there, even though this is the first time he's played there full time. The only negative at all with Bishop now is a lack of a track record of success. His ability to stick to his game plan consistently this season to go along with his natural tools has nearly everyone believing it's for real, lining him up for an early first round selection. So Eno Saris on Twitter said that several evaluators that he trusts very much all had Bishop in their top three. So seems like the question marks are about is this for real? Is what he's doing now for real? And so there's some risk that it's not, but if it is for real, then maybe he was a top three talent in this draft. So by all accounts, the Giants hit one out of the park here with Hunter Bishop, and he's about as exciting and has as much upside as you can expect for someone who's a college bat. The fact that he grew up a Giants fan watching Barry Bonds hit home runs into McCovey Cove and then going home playing wiffle ball and trying to duplicate that same swing and performance is just icing on the cake. We'll talk more about Hunter Bishop and the Giants' second round pick, Logan Wyatt, in the next half of the show. To subscribe to Locked on Giants Baseball, you can find us on the brand new podcast app, Himalaya. It's free, super easy to use, and has every single podcast you love or are searching for. They have personally curated playlists made just for you by their expert podcast tastemakers, themed collections of shows to help with podcast discovery. You can find everything from comedy to mystery, thrillers, and sports. Listeners can follow their favorite shows and creators, like and comment on individual episodes, and build podcast playlists by the episode. Customize it just like a playlist for songs and share it through social, text, and email. Find and download Himalaya on the App Store or Google Play Store, and don't forget to follow Locked On Giants Baseball when you're there. So we'll continue this discussion in the next half, but first... Okay, so we're going to continue to have the discussion about... Giants first round pick Hunter Bishop and their second round pick Logan Wyatt here in the second half. Fangraphs had Hunter Bishop as their 10th best prospect coming into the draft. Fangraphs says Bishop has rare physical tools for a college hitter. He's a plus runner that will post 70 run times to first on occasion with solid feel for center field and huge playable power. So there's a chance for stardom even if Bishop ends up with a below average hit tool. That's what reminded me of the Cody Bellinger comp. Chance for stardom even even if the hit tool doesn't develop. They say that his arm strength became kind of an issue, and it's unclear as to why, because it didn't used to be an issue. They say he's less stable than college hitters ranked above him, but he has as much upside. So that's kind of going to put a bow on our Hunter Bishop discussion. He seems like a very good kid. I would recommend going on YouTube, watching a video, little documentary about him and his personal story and the story of his mom, who was unfortunately diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's and he's he has a great perspective on life and started this charity in her honor so worth a watch seems like a very good kid grew up a Giants fan has tools has upside great pick for the Giants in my opinion moving on to Logan Wyatt Keith Law had him ranked 43rd on his draft prospects list and remember the Giants picked 51st and here's the word on Wyatt from Keith Law. Wyatt is near the division one lead in walks with 63 although he's limited to first base and hasn't shown big power you'd expect from his six foot four 230 pound build producing more doubles power and high OBPs. Baseball America had Logan Wyatt ranked 36th and here's their scouting report. 
quote, Wyatt possesses one of the most advanced hitting eyes of the entire 2019 draft class. After ranking third in the nation in walks with 63 as a sophomore in 2018, he ranked second in the country with 52 walks through his first 44 games this spring. However, while Wyatt has an outstanding on-base percentage in his first two seasons as a starter with Louisville, there are questions about the amount of power he possesses. He looks the part of a physical slugging first baseman at 6'4", 230, but he hit only six home runs as a sophomore and has seven through his first 44 games as a junior. His power numbers were similarly underwhelming in the Cape Cod League in 2018 when he hit just four home runs in 40 games but slashed 305 with a 458 on base percentage, 438 slugging. Scouts believe Wyatt's power will come once he learns how to get into his legs more during his swing and becomes less passive at the plate. He'll also need to improve with tempo and increase the load of his swing to help generate more power. As it stands, Wyatt uses the entire field well for doubles and has all the attributes of a hitter who could take a step forward once he gets to pro ball and makes a few adjustments. Wyatt is athletic for his size but will likely be limited to first base at the next level as a below average runner. MLB.com says he has a tremendous feel for hitting, manages the strike zone very well, and could develop at least 20 home run power on an annual basis if he gets more aggressive and drives more balls in the air. Though Wyatt is a, bel- is a well below average runner, he's not a bad athlete. With soft hands and a decent arm, he gets the job done at first base. Some scouts think he might be worth trying him in left field, while others believe that would be a stretch. They had him ranked 58th. So in summary, Fangraphs did a little summary of the Giants' day one draft. And this is by prospect analysts Eric Longenhagen and Kylie McDaniel. Quote, Bishop has star tools and joins an organization whose new leadership comes from an organization that was good at extracting the most out of hitters. Wyatt has one of the better eyes for the strike zone in the class and has solid average raw power that he doesn't fully tap into yet. The immediate person who comes to mind when we're talking about Wyatt here is actually Brandon Belt, someone who is very selective at the plate, should have more power than you would think, uh, given his size. And I know Giants fans have given Belt a hard time his entire career for not hitting for more power, but he's still a very valuable player. I'm not going to say that Logan Wyatt is going to be Brandon Belt, because that would be a huge success, actually, believe it or not. But it's a really good baseline to have if you have an extremely good eye and, and the bat can come around, if the power can develop he could become a very intriguing offensive performer. The fact that he's potentially limited to first base is a bit surprising that the Giants went that route given the value of defense in today's game, but they must really like the offensive potential of the bat. Here's a quote from Michael Holmes, the Giants amateur scouting director. We see Logan as a guy that controls the strike zone. He he gets good at bats. He obviously knows the zone. We think the power is going to come with him. And here's a quote about Bishop from Holmes. We think he's a tremendous athlete with a power-speed combo and has a chance to impact the game on both sides. And he certainly has a power component that we think plays. So not a ton of elaboration there, but... They obviously like the guys that they drafted. And there is some talk about Logan Wyatt potentially being blocked at first base by Buster Posey. And I just wanted to come on and clear the air a little bit. Buster Posey's bat is absolutely 100% not playable at first base right now. Like he's really going to have to show a tremendous offensive improvement if you're going to consider locking away first base to a guy who's been below average offensively like that does not work at first base it works at catcher but he should just stick at catcher for as long as humanly possible 
and he wants to be there. So the idea that they're going to have to move him to first base, I don't think makes any sense at all. He's one of the better defensive catchers in the game. And if he goes there, we're going to have serious issues with having a well below average offensive first baseman. So anyway, that just has been written, has been written about a lot, but I don't think it makes any sense at all and is, is a non-issue. So anyway, that that was our summary of the draft. We will be back with another episode to talk about tonight's game between the Giants and the Mets, Madison Bumgarner versus Noah Syndergaard. It's a rematch of the 2014 wildcard game when Bumgarner and Syndergaard both pitched extremely well, and the Giants, of course, won that game in the ninth inning with Connor Gillespie hitting a home run off of Jerry's Familia. To subscribe to Locked on Giants Baseball, you can find us on the brand new podcast app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Giants Baseball. This is a daily show with new episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. You can follow me on Twitter, at Cove underscore cast. If you like this show, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends and family to listen and subscribe to Locked on Giants Baseball. I cannot wait to be with you again tomorrow, and until then, we'll see you next time. 